Welcome to the North vs South podcast, where we discuss video games, technology, TV and movies. This week we talk about the last four episodes of the TV series Loki. So Josh, I finally managed to watch Loki and I've got to say I was pretty impressed. I enjoyed all six episodes. I thought it was pretty good overall. What are your thoughts? Oh, good. I'm surprised you said that because um, there's definitely a couple of episodes that were a bit slower, um, but those are actually sort of like my favourite ones, um, and they were both ones in the sort of like the latter four that we're going to talk about today. Um, but yeah, I think it was such a really it, it was a really good show, such a weird show in, in everything that it was doing. Um, you know, the things that we talked about uh, last time, some of our guesses were wildly wrong. Um, or we just uh, missed some uh, clues that they were leaving behind or whatever. But no, I think it, it was really good, really enjoyable. Um, I, I don't think there was a bad episode in the run at all, which given that there's only six episodes, there there really shouldn't be. Which ones did you think were the slow-paced ones then, which, out of the six? Um, episode three, the one where they're on you that moon. You thought that was slow-paced? Um, well, yeah, it is a slow, it is a slow-paced episode because... They're basically on a train for the for most of the episode. I thought for me, like watching that episode was like the comic relief part where it's just like everything just got really silly. Oh, ab- yes, it definitely was. And and I and I will say that is my favourite episode. I think out of the Same. entire series, um, something something about it it just uh, conjures up feelings of uh, Firefly. It's quite similar to the first episode of Firefly, but obviously, like compared to compared to a lot of the other action that you might expect from a Marvel film. It was a little bit slow, but it was great seeing uh, Loki on the train. What did he call it? He, he wasn't drunk. He was f- he was full. He was he was rather full. Yeah, She's that's like, what you're drunk. Said. But I really loved that episode. It was such, like, it looked spectacular. Obviously, the, the colour palette and everything was just absolutely lovely just every some just everything about that episode visually it was just quite stunning what did you think to the last episode um do you want to jump all the way to the last episode or do you want to go through well because i i wanted to say like that was my least favorite of all the episodes so the last was your least favorite how comes well just generally generally there was a lot of it like um explanation on like what is what what's happening what's going on and you're just sitting there and you're like it was a lot to take in yeah yeah i I see that um i think there was three there was three episodes in the series that had a lot of talking you know one four and six six had a lot for me six was like there was a lot of but i understand why but it was quite it is quite important though isn't it because yeah that's the thing it's this this is the catalyst for everything that's going to happen now is cementing law into the universe so you know previously people are like oh, you know they're kind of like guessing this that or the other but this is saying oh this is how it was and this is how um there's still obviously a little bit of um speculation but because um, you know because obviously the multiverse is, is now new and it's been unleashed being able to explain the sacred timeline in a very um, matter-of-fact way as as he was doing, it allows you to ground what we know before we go into, you know, before we go out into the unknown. 
Yeah. This 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 whole series is a setup for that multi-universe war that he was talking about. Yeah. There was um I've not seen um I've stayed away from this, but um there has been leaked photos of um the next um I don't know what film it is, but um two prom- prominent members of um two films together on the same set. Um, oh, so do you mean it, like two two film series, like two different film character, like 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 Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah, something like that. So there's two there's two main characters who who've been seen on set together. Um, so clearly it's now this you know this is the colliding of um, you know all the Marvel things even more than it was before um, before Phase Four even began that's that's the thing though like you you knew there was two like you know the the part where the we're going into spoilers here but uh, you know the part where the lady had a choice the guy uh, the um the timekeeper what yeah to to stab him or not and you knew you knew what was going to happen like there, there was two two ways you knew you knew that she just couldn't um she couldn't give up like she's been fighting all of her life to avoid yeah, this is quite literally the only thing she knows. Like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna turn her around in a single afternoon. Yeah, I was on the same thing. If they'd done a bit of a Beauty and the Beast sort of thing, where she stayed a few days in the castle and there's a lot more, you know, a lot more talking and uh, debate between them, there, then maybe she could have been brought brought around. But because she's been on the run for such a long time, she's lived a very, very, very fast-packed life ever since she was, what, 6 or 10 or 12 or however old children are, she's not going to turn around that quickly, even when presented with, you know, all the quote-unquote facts um, that she's just been presented with. Her mind is just in in the way of, let's do this and see what happens. You know, she's very much gung-ho, whereas obviously Loki is a bit more analytical, reading the situation and trying to react to, to new information bit of character growth there from where he failed to do so in the past maybe yeah i think he was like i should we should really listen to him just in case he is telling us the truth but she's adamant that he's lying and then you you knew as a viewer like that what what they were doing like of course she's gonna stab it and then that will cause a the multi-universe war and this is how it starts i do wonder uh the ending of episode two i was trying to look it up earlier on because they didn't really they showed what happened on the screens, but they didn't really show what happened afterwards and between the end of episode two until they broke the timeline. So obviously she dropped all of those reset charges or I don't know if she did anything to them, but she dropped them onto different points of the timeline. So she dropped them onto uh, Titan, she dropped them onto she dropped them onto a whole load of places that you would you know, you'd recognise them from uh, Marvel movies in the past, um, basically changing certain points of Phase One, Two, and Three, creating a whole load of havoc or chaos or whatever. And obviously, we did see some uh, time agents going off to fix everything. But what does that mean in Phase Four? Looking back at Phase One, Two, and Three, are there going to be some timelines that are different from there? Iron Man comes back from the dead. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. That would that would be cool. They really broke things at the end of episode six, didn't they? So the timeline's completely, it just completely went haywire. So 
maybe the end of episode two was a, a mild car crash. The end of episode six was a you know a super highway uh, pile up, whatever. You know that the, the the order of magnitude difference between the two made the first one seem sort of like almost non-existent. But it's going to be really interesting to see uh, all the effects that these two quite literal time writing events are going to have, not just going forward, but on characters' memories or interpretations of what happened in the past you know are they going to are they going to re- rewrite any parts of the first three mm, phases I or don't not? think so I think it I think what they're aiming for is eventually they're going to have different characters but from different time time reality dimensions different different yeah. different realities different yeah, multiverses so that's why I don't think they're going to change what's previously set because then I don't mean they're going to change it I don't mean I don't think they're going to go back to Iron Man and change something in Iron Man, but a character may remember the events of Infinity War differently to how we saw it in the film. That's what I mean. So they might talk about because I think you, um, they have done this sort of thing in, in Doctor Who. You go visit someone, and they talk about the great event, you know, the the Great Fire of London that happened in like 1955. And you're like, there was no fire in London in 1955. It was um, 1666 or, you know, whenever the big fire was. And it's like little little hints of that where characters make reference to things that are just slightly different to how we know them as having watched them on the sacred, uh, on the sacred timeline in, in the order that we did, as opposed to going back to it now. The, the, the thing is, though, they, they have left that open, though, so they could bring back a character. I'm not saying it's it's a good idea to bring back like loads of characters. They could bring back a character, but they don't have necessarily have to bring it back with the same actor. So obviously we saw Loki being played by something like 30 different actors in episode 5. So you could do that. You could have Tony Stark being portrayed by uh you know the the guy who plays Superman or you know you have Colin Firth in as Iron Man. You it know, could be an alligator. Could be an alligator, could be yeah, or could be um, a tiger or something. It's not that they're going to rewrite Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man film, but they could bring in a different version, incorporate more of the cartoon uh, series aspects of uh, the Tony Stark timeline as well. Just different things like that. Yeah. Um, did they did they answer in this TV series what happens when they reset a world? Because what they said is they drop a reset charge. And then that reset charge puts those things into uh, the void at the end of the world. Yeah, and that's just where everyone goes. Right. But they took Loki away. Was there... Did they not have to replace Loki? You know, j- j- I don't even know the question I'm, ask- I'm asking. How do you get from the events of um, Avengers Endgame where Loki disappears to there being a Loki in Thor The Dark World? Because... The, t- the TBA agents have taken away the variant. Did the reset charge resurrect the original version of Loki? Or I don't know if that was something they ever really answered in the in the series. Yes, technically there's no Loki. There's no Loki. And then on the flip side, where did the variants come from if there's only one sacred timeline? So, what they... so where did Alligator... What world was uh, Alligator Loki in if... There was only the one timeline. Well, I... Because we've not entered the multiverse yet. There's only one universe. Is it not? So... Do you get? You understand the question, don't you? Yeah. I, I have no idea what the answer is. 
I don't get how you. I don't get how you can have. We have to go back to basically. I think it's like the answers are probably in the first episode. I don't know that they are. I thought originally in the first episode or two that variants were going to be multiple versions of Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, same. So it was the one sacred timeline. So you've got Tom Hiddleston playing uh, Loki's at various times of him being captured. So they capture him after event, uh, after the first Avengers film. Then they capture him after Thor The Dark World. Then they capture him at the end of Thor Ragnarok. You know, but it's all Tom Hiddleston's 616 um, Loki. But here they're showing Loki's from other timelines. But other timelines don't yet exist. I'm not... Un- I don't really know. Well, I don't think he ever said they never did exist in the first place. Is there a difference between the, the Marvel 616 and the Sacred Timeline? Are they the same thing or are they two di- slightly different expressions of something quite similar? I do not know. Because we do have um, Into the Spider-Verse with all of those extra characters. That's just that's one of those things. Um, I've, watched, I've watched the whole series and I've started watching it for a second time and I still haven't really spotted the answer to that question the, the thing is it's like um endgame avengers endgame you watch it and you're like you know that really makes sense and then like a few days later you're like hmm this and this doesn't really make sense there's a plot hole it's sometimes it's just the way, <laughs> the way it is with it like time travel especially time travel or um multi-dimensional universes there's always going to be situations where it's like technically if you're say like what we're saying with Loki it's like if Loki gets taken from the main time um, stream then technically there's no Loki to then continue where we've seen him in in the main films yeah but I'm sure there might be an answer somewhere some point you know it's just one of those things where if you really look deep into it you're always going to find some sort of flaw yeah I mean I kind of get that but you don't want to think too much about time travel because if you think about it, it doesn't make sense. You know, there are no laws. There's no real laws of time travel. So inventing them for a TV show, be it Back to the Future or Doctor Who or Hot Tub Time Machine, they're not going to make sense to a human, are they? But Well, the, the thing the thing is, if, 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 if they give you the rules, they at the first episode, they give you the outlet of the rules and what the situation is. You're basing your thoughts on what they've given you as an idea and then when it doesn't make sense then it's just one of those things where it's just like there's a plot hole the thing is uh, do you know actually we've had so in endgame they gave us the rules of time travel and then in loki they've given us the rules for time travel but the, the rules for time but the rules well for- it's it's not really time travel it's 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 a different multi-universe dimension well but but here's the thing so it's like in avengers in avengers endgame that was their view of time travel from their perspective and now we're getting the view of time travel and multiverse and everything and all of that sort of stuff from the time agents and then we got a slightly different view at the end you know in episode six from kang yeah so it's like actually there's like different layers of how you can mess around and manipulate with time you know you you know what i think that's true because we get the perspective on the first episode from the Oh, what's the company's name? TBA. We get their perspective on um, how someone manages to end up in a different... The main time stream. Their, their job is to go along and correct it and reset it and take them out and then take them to the, the end of the end point. 
Um, but then we, when we meet Kang, then he gives his like perspective and he says it doesn't really matter. He knows what's going to happen in the future. And you're thinking to yourself, how 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 do you know that then? Why is it written down on this book? And it's like, if you if you kill me, then I'm going to be here indefinitely. So I'm not really that bothered. But you know what he meant by that, though? Killing him is going to kill him. It's just going to unleash variants of him. So he is mm. dead. Kang that we met in the episode of six, he is dead. He's never going to be alive again. But there's going to be a variant like him that will restore balance you know like there was in the past just as much as there's going to be a variant like him wants to bring death and destruction so he's definitely dead he's just saying to sylvie not that i'm going to see you again but you're going to see me again just in a different just in a different form it's it's it's, see the thing is that's that's it it's very uh you have to put your head around it and really take it in which i i do i do appreciate when he he basically it was like a good 10 minutes of uh here's what you've been waiting for here's the big reveal and then here's all the explanation um to it but uh yeah i was gonna say um oh did you find that you know the part when he gets i can't remember i think it's like episode four or three no it was episode four where he gets sent to like some sort of um timeout the time loop, yeah, with uh, Lady Sith. I'm on about, you know, when the bit where he gets punched. Yeah, that's, that's Lady Sith. Yeah, yeah. So that I thought that was Lois. Yeah, <laughs> but then in the end, it's like he manages to convince her in the end not to do it, which I found kind of cool. No, he didn't. No, do you know he what? So what was happening? Right, she walked in the room, she said something, she hurt him, she left. That's what yeah. happened each time. She walked in, she punched him, she talked to him, she kneed him in the nuts, punched him in the face, walked off. She walked in, yeah, he yeah, spoke yeah. He spoke to her, um, she sort of listened, put her arms on his shoulders, felt a bit of pity, kneed him in the nuts, punched him in the face, walked off. The third time he spoke to her, she walked in, he spoke to her, she listened, then she said something that hurt even more than being punched in the face did. Then she walked off. She still hurt yeah. him, but she hurt um, him with words, and that yeah. was more painful than being punched in the face. So she still did the same thing. She He didn't manage to break the loop. He just changed how the loop happened. Yeah. Um, and you could see that in his face when Mobius comes in through the next door and he's just defeated. You know, the guy, the guy got beat, you know, he got thrown around by the Hulk. He can, he can take a little bit of a beating, but those words stung, especially as he was, you know, this is Loki who is evolving and changing, but it was, yeah, um, it was really funny and it was almost heartbreaking seeing him getting chucked back into it again for the second time. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, no, no. <laughs> but it's quite nice because it also. I know it's not. It's it is a different timeline, um, but it, it it does mean that we might see um, her again in the next Thor movie or in some other you know in some other TV show or or whatever in Phase Four. Um, although this happens before Ragnarok, the other three of her his fr- of Thor's friends were killed by Ragnarok, and she was the only one who wasn't there, so didn't get killed. So she might be around and being in this tv series shows that she might be the actress might actually be around and up for being in 
more movies or TV series going forward. Because yeah, there wasn't there wasn't much of them in in the third Thor movie. They basically were on screen for about twenty seconds before they were all killed off. You know who I mean, right? Yeah. How did you feel at the end of episode six? Oh, what well, the actual ending? Ending when he when it when it when it when it when it faded to black. How did you feel? I felt satisfied. You felt satisfied. What? How did you feel satisfied? What What made you feel satisfied? Well, when I was listening to um. Kang, Khan, Kang. Yeah. There was a lot of confusion in my head. And then when you see the statue right at the end, I was like, oh, I get it. I get it now. What did you get? Like, he like, I, he, was telling the, he was telling the truth. It's like, if you kill me, I'm going to be indefinite. And then the part, well, the part that was like, oh, okay. Just before that was when they were like, who, who is this guy? They're like, who, who's this guy? So how did you, how did you read, how did you read that scene? How did you read it? I was, I was like, first I was like, okay, so now he's he's in a he's in another uh, universe somewhere, like um, multi-universe dimension, and now this other guy looks like to be the the Khan is some sort of seen as a a good figure. So I'm guessing like a for a statue, they made a statue of him. Mm. So I'm like, okay, in this. Like you said, like he could be a bad guy or he could be a good guy. So it looks like maybe he's a good guy. Who knows? If they're making a statue of him. And in that particular mini-universe, they didn't know who who he was. So in this universe, they do. The people. So yeah, have to wait and see. But yeah, I was I was quite satisfied with all of it. Like, See, I wasn't, I wasn't satisfied. Really? Yeah, and I think... I don't think you're supposed to be satisfied. I feel like I left the series with more questions than I had before and very few answers for the questions I had previously but I feel like that's on purpose like they want to set up for Doctor Strange you know I don't know what other films are coming out that might be related to the multiverse maybe the Spider-Man film if they bring multiverse into the real Tim Tom Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man yeah but yeah I feel like on purpose they were leaving it all up in the air like we never know we never got to learn out we never got to learn who Renslayer was they've left that for season two because she seemed to be, she seemed to be a believer in the time. Yeah. Keepers, yet she didn't know what they actually were doing. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that to you. It's like she was very devoted, um, and she kind of knew but she was as much of a, as a seeker as anyone else might have been. You know, she didn't actually know the answers, but she, but she, yeah, you're right. She was very she was, devoted. She knew she was a variant, though. And I wonder how that came to be. Did she learn? That they were all variants when um, she sort of like rose to that ranking, or did she work it out and then kind of beat her way to the top and remove the people but above she, her? But she she was the she was one of the ones that took like was hunting down um, I forgot her name, Sylvie. Sylvie. She was she was she was the one who tried to hunt, get her. Well, yeah, yeah. She 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 arrested her in the yeah. first instance, and then she escaped. I wonder how long she's been around because she she's an Earth variant as well. Because she was a teacher. Yes, though, like it doesn't make any sense. Because when she captured, um, what's her name? Sorry, Sylvie. Sylvie. When she captured Sylvie, Sylvie was a little girl. And then you see, in the flashback, you see, you see the um, I'm not, I'm not very good with the names. Sorry, the Renslayer. Renslayer. She she seems like she seemed young, but then she, there's not really much of a difference between what she. But there's no yeah, but they're not. They are the time variants. 
the timelines don't run in sync. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, ti- you know, I think in episode two, Mobius says time passes differently in, in the TVA than it does anywhere else. Yeah, that's true. And that was something I thought about on my second watch through as well. It's like they showed the whole city outside of the time variance, you know, but who lives out there? It's my. It's the same question I have about the Star Wars. Who lives in Star Wars outside of the Jedi's and the uh, and the Sith? Like it feels like a universe with no actual population. Uh, the TBA it showed this whole city, but it didn't show anyone who who lived in there. You you just saw some vehicles flying around and the ten people that work at the TBA. Yeah, it's like you've you've got a massive city. What? Why do they need to be there? Like if you're just operating. Yeah, is there a is there a whole population of people out you know who live outside time, or is that just a illusion casting for the people who do work at the TVA and it's just kind of keeping them in their own sort of mind prison sort of thing? Well, you got to think like how long has the TVA been going? I can't remember if they um said if it's been going for like thousands of years, but you imagine if people have been uh, reproducing, maybe they've had in fam- the TVA, yeah. And they got their own families and stuff. But then, like, it's kind of weird then. But how does that work? So then time moves differently. So if you're a baby, then are you a baby for life? <laughs> like, forever? Yeah, I think that's one of those things that we maybe uh, maybe don't think about too much. Um, yeah, I suspect it might be that might be more of one of those sort of, like, illusion casting sort of things. That whole city outside the window. Maybe that doesn't actually exist. Or maybe there's just that many people working in the TBA and that's actually just all one big giant office complex sort of thing. It looked big to me. It looked like there was a, a lot of... Um... Yeah, it looks like the inside of Portal 2, if you've ever played Portal 2. Yeah. Where they keep going deeper and deeper into the earth. It looks like you're outside, but you're still actually inside. You're just like 10 kilometres deep at that point. Maybe it's something like that. That's actually something I was thinking about quite a lot. TBA, it reminds me of um, Portal 2... And the game Control. Yeah. Just with how there's a lot of propaganda everywhere. uh, And there's a lot of blank interior spaces. And lots of outside spaces that feel like inside spaces. It would be interesting um, if... It'd be interesting if they made a video game out of it. What that would would feel like. Thinking with portals. Yeah. That would be a good idea. Like you could jump. I don't know what kind of... Yeah, it'll be like a beat 'em up. Like, like you go round and you clear all the enemies out, and then jump to another. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that good, mate. No, no, it's not going to be good. Um, so what do you think? What do you think's next? Um, so Loki is returning in series two. He's not going to be in phase four because phase four Loki is dead. Is that is that what we're thinking, or is this well, Loki going to make his way into Thor: Love and Thunder? All I hope is that they don't do like Black Widow and make a prequel. I've not. Don't say anything. I've not seen it, and we're not spoiling Black Widow in this podcast. I just wish they don't do Black Widow. Don't don't say anything. I didn't say anything. Don't say anything. Nothing. But um, yeah. I, the thing is, the thing that I like about this series is that they they're looking forward. There's no like. It's giving you stuff to think about, and it's giving you expectations. Where I think, like the last few movies, for me personally, it's just been like, oh, here's a bunch of stuff, and we got to do this. Where this one is like a deep dive of thinking about and thinking. It's basically doing a very a smart way of building something, building another 
giant movie franchise. Hmm. Yeah, how different is this going to feel to, to you know... I don't like calling it Phase 1, 2, 3, and 4. It's like we need... It's like we need new... Only fanboys do that, mate. I, I To me, I, I don't know what is... I'm just taking each... To be honest, I haven't seen... um. Oh, what's the one with the, the sitcom thing? One Division. Yeah, but hang on a second. That's a different thing. Phase 1, 2, and 3 are called Phase 1, 2, and 3. That's Marvel. It's not fanboys. That's Marvel's official marketing term. Yes, that's right. But for an average person, though, for an average person, when you look at it, you're just like, oh, here's the next film. No, 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 no. Because Phase 1, 2, and 3 culminate at... It's all three phases culminate at Endgame. They're all setting up the stories for the Infinity Stones. Yeah. So it's like, it's clunky saying phase one, two, three, and then saying phase four, five, and six. You need like a, you know, like BC and AD. You need like before Endgame, that sort of, you need that sort of like to differentiate between one, two, three, and four. Because it's going to be very different the types of films that are coming out in Phase 4 are very different to the ones that came out before. Um, and that's fine. And, you know, you can think about them in their individual uh, place or you can think about them as a whole. But the whole that you think the, think about them in is going to be within those two brackets, 1, 2, and 3, or 4 and beyond. Um, I do think, though, you need to watch Division. Really? Um, yes, because it is going to tie... it. Division and Loki are going to tie into more of the films than potentially Falcon and the Winter Soldier will. Ah, see, I haven't seen Winter Soldier. I, d- I forgot. I, I, to be honest, I, no, no, that's I, fine. I just forgot that they even... Uh, I forgot they even it, existed. <laughs> I, I mean, in terms of like the multiverse and everything like that, Division sets up some characters there as well. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier, whilst they will probably have a coming out the back end of that TV series all those characters might appear in other films I don't think you really need to watch the series to kind of get what happened because it's kind of the last scene between Captain America and um, the Falcon sort of like expanded over six hours so you could you could catch up quite quickly without watching the series probably I think yeah no I'm I probably I don't know I, I think I just skip um the Falcon and you keep saying about One Division, but I just how many episodes are there of One Division? Um, six, like the others. It's something like six or seven. It's not. It's not fantastically. It's not a huge amount. Yeah, I've got. A, I, I've. I've got like, I could. I could watch them, but um, I just couldn't get into the first episode. I just um, the first episode. Ignore the first episode. You're you're having the same problem everyone else did, which is fine. It all starts happening in episode three. So watch episode two, watch episode three, and then it will it will suddenly click in. But there's, th- there's three characters in there, I think, that sort of appear. Um, and they're definitely going to be in a lot more stuff going forward. Whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier, well, it's the same two characters that we already know. Yeah, um, I'm... I- do, you, do, do we know what the next film's going to be, though? I don't know, actually. Um, Thor Love and Thunder, May 2022. Black that's Panther, July 2022. I know, that's what it feel, feels like. Ant-Man and the Wasp, 2023. It Ant-Man feels like the there's Wasp? not much... Ha- 
Is it? Oh, it's, that's they haven't got a title yet. Uh, no, they do. Quantum Mania. Oh, so I think Ant Man and the Wasp is possibly the next one featuring the multiverse, because obviously it's got that whole time travel, quantum mechanics, and everything. So, I'm so sorry, but I haven't watched any of the Ant Man films. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people haven't. The first one was really good. The second one was important for Endgame, but they explain it in Endgame. And they didn't have the same director, I think, so it wasn't. Oh, okay. It didn't stand up quite as well to the first film. And then they introduced a character who kind of didn't go anywhere because of the blip, so I don't know if that character's coming back or not. You, you said um, something about the back, the background to Loki. Some sort of like, um, there's an episode, they produce some episodes where you can watch uh, behind the scenes. Ah, the Marvels Assembled, yep. Yeah. So, bas- it's basically the um, the the behind the scenes like you'd get on a DVD. They've done one for each of their TV series. We watched the WandaVision one, that was pretty good. Um, it, some of it's, you know, technical, you know, how they filmed some bits. Some of it was, uh, it's the usual stuff. Um showing off the the you know the stuff that the the crew were doing um and in this case it was going through a little bit more uh some of the character development through the series where they got their source material from that kind of stuff yeah cuz i noticed um they did one i think they did one for the mandalorian possibly um it would probably be called something different obviously marvel assembled is is riffing on the avengers assembled but yeah if you like your behind the scenes sort of stuff then those episodes are there as well me obviously being in me being into sound and editing and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, it's um, you know it's a wet dream for me. So, when do you think uh, season two is going to come out then for Loki? This I don't know um, because I was like, are they going to? They've got to release some films, uh, and and are they going to release Loki like next year in twenty twenty two, regardless of what films are in progress, or are they going to wait a couple of years and have it come out in like twenty twenty three or something? I don't know what the whisperings are at the moment. I've not really looked, but um, to my understanding, so Black Black Widow should have came out last year. Should have should have came out. I think they were planning like July, twenty twenty. Yeah, should have been summer last year. And then, then they were like, right, we'll try it around about October, Novemberish time. And then even that still got delayed. And now, when did it get released? I think it got released in like about a month ago, two months yeah, ago. Yeah. Because it's still on Premier Access, I think. So, yeah. So I think, like, I think we said in the previous podcast about Disney having the ability to. They got Disney Plus now, and you you got the streaming service, so they they can put all of the their TV, um, the content that they're making for the TV on there. But I don't know if like because of the hold up on the movie situations, it's kind of like pushed everything back. For the movies, yeah, I'm not sure. What I do know is that the TV series were shown out of order because of the pandemic. So it was supposed to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier, One Division, and then Loki. Whereas yeah. what actually happened was One Division showed first, then they had um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, but I think that was basically because One Division was was more ready earlier i think they'd finished all of the filming and just had to do post post production whereas falcon and winter soul show falcon i can't say it uh the falcon tv series the falcon and the winter soldier <laughs> i keep want to say shoulder but it's not that 
Um, yeah, I think they still have some more uh, filming to do or something. So uh, that got a little bit delayed or it, or it needed more CGI and that was delayed or something. So they were they were sort of out of order. Um, but how that affects the films, uh, I don't really know. I feel like some films might have been waiting for Loki because obviously what happened at the end of Loki will impact some of the films. But maybe, maybe the next two films aren't affected by the multiverse it's not until the ant-man and the wasp that we really start to see the effects of loki yeah yeah we'll have to wait and see it'll be, it'll be it depends like because we saw titan was one of the planets that we saw that was hit with a reset charge um the planet in guardians of galaxy 2 that was the the whole, you know, the god planet where we, the brain inside the whole thing, that thing, that was one of them. Um, so it's possible that the, if they were affected, maybe we'll see some kind of repercussions in Thor Love and Thunder. Because I think he's still with the Guardians in Love and Thunder, isn't he? Yeah. Or at least we, we might see a couple of scenes where they drop him off on somewhere. It's, it's, hard, to, it's, it's hard to say, isn't it? Because, um, I mean, I, I try not to read too much in advance because... I don't want to spoil anything, but then by not reading anything, you don't you you, you don't know what's coming up. So yeah, and you kind of when something does happen, you're like, oh, okay, I didn't realize we're at that point. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, overall, I, I gotta say it was a good series. Uh, six episodes goes goes by quick, pretty quick. That's that's the only unfortunate thing where um, for me, I'm I'm more used to like I'm. I've not really been the only series I've really appreciated it being so short is pro- probably like um, Better Call Soul. There's only like ten episodes per season. Yeah, I'm more used to like twenty, tw- you know, twenty five episodes. Uh, but for six episodes, it's it, it is nice and sweet, and at least then you know that they're gonna like the money they're putting towards it because it's only six episodes. You're gonna yeah. get you're yeah. gonna get your you're gonna get a pretty good uh, experience watching it. They're not wasting time either. That's the thing. Where you got, you know, you got six hours versus twenty-two hours, so they're not is it, wasting time. Is it six time. hours though? It's around about. Yeah, 30. it's not. It's not six hours. It's about four hours if you take away the the um the credits at the end. The episodes are somewhere between uh, forty to an hour long, and that's yeah. with ten minutes of credit. So, yeah, it's about four hours of content. You know, compared to twenty-two forty-five minute episodes. It's you know it's actually even less time you know they're not wasting a, a single minute everything you know all all the pauses and everything there you know they're fully intentional yeah um, you know it it left me wanting more I kind of I could I could have done I could have done with two more episodes maybe it probably didn't need another two episodes but I kind of I wanted there to be which is rare you know usually you're like oh come on can we just get to the series finale already you know what they say always leave. Always leave the uh, audience wanting more, and uh, you're in good stead. The problem with that, though, is you get to a situation like I watch Walking Dead, some of the later seasons where they have to pan out the episodes where it's like, it's like, oh, this week this person's going to go on their little adventure and they're going to do this and that, and it doesn't really have any reference to the plot or moving it forward. So I kind of like, if there was more episodes and... And they were not. They weren't going to push the plot forward. Then I'll be like, "This is kind of weak." Like each episode pushed the plot forward. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that's the what only, I liked. The only story I would have liked to have had an episode more, um, which they've left for season two, is um, Renslade. I would have I would have liked to have known more of her story, but they've chosen to leave that for season two. Yeah, like I said, they've left me wanting. They've more. left me wishing that there was more Loki, which is better than uh, wishing there was less. Yeah, and that's 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 the art of. Uh, I think they've hit the sweet. I think it's like the Mandalorian series is only like six episodes as well, if I remember correctly. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, maybe I should watch it. Yeah, yeah definitely. I've um. Just I'm not really remember. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. So. Yeah. But it's it's not. It's, it's, I know, I know. The thing, the thing, the thing. What you said earlier about um, star, like Star Wars. I think you referenced Star Wars about having the cities and stuff, and you don't really know what's going on. Yeah, this is the sort of story where they bring those in. Yeah, you it's, see it's, more it's, of that. You see, you yeah. you get an understanding of in the movies, and you, you get like a, just a general like uh, a bigger. A much bigger scope, and then in this in the Mandalorian TV series, it's a, such a more grounded story and the stuff that's going around on around them. It's not really rushed. Yeah. It's well I know. Developed. I know. I think. I think for me is I've enjoyed a little bit of Star Wars, but I found the main part of Star Wars to be quite disappointing. Yeah. Um. Definitely. I actually watched. What did I watch recently? I feel like I watched one of the films quite recently. No, 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 no! I didn't. I watched, um, I watched a, a video essay on how the droids are basically slaves and how Star Wars is a really bad um, universe for basically eliminating human slavery, but then inventing robotic slaves, um, and it's really badly uh, demonstrated in the film Solo. Uh, that was interesting to watch, and it may color your. Uh, perception of Star Wars for the rest of time. So, uh, I, I'd I, recommend, I know I'd what you're saying. Watching it, but uh, it it may affect how you feel going forward. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. If you don't want to discuss it, that's fine. But to me, like, there are people in Japan that kind of do that stuff. There's a guy that do what stuff. They have a romantic relationship with the. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm not. I mean, that is part of it. But what I mean right. is. What I mean is they re- uh, they replace droids in the Star Wars universe serve humans or they serve sentient beings and they do all the menial jobs uh, and you know they don't I don't think they get paid you know they just they just do the work sometimes they get their you know they're sold like slaves they get their minds wiped um in Solo, there's this whole thing about um, uh, droids uh, having rights um, and being set free, um, and then uh, the fi- finally the the one droid she, you know, the droid who basically flies the Millennium Falcon in that in that in that film, uh, she she wants like droid independence and everything, and then at the end of the film. She's implanted into the ship's sort of like mainframe, um, and she's basically um, the equivalent of a human human in a vegetative state, forever trapped inside a machine, which is like the very 
opposite of what she actually wanted and was fighting for in the film and before the film. So, yeah, Star Wars... Star Wars is is an interesting universe when you look at it from that. All I remember, do you, do you want me to send you? Do you, want you me to can send do. You I'll, I'll give it a watch. Uh, all I remember is Lando having. I'll send it to you. Yeah, and I'll, I'll put it in the. Um, I'll, I'll link it for the anyone listening to, sure. to find. All I remember is Lando having some sort of weird crush on this robot. It's not a crush on the robot. It's this is part. That's that's part of the thing, isn't it? It's like. You're, you can have a relationship, a friendly relationship with the droids, you know, like you saw Luke and R2-D2. They have a real connection and a bond like you would a human, and yet they're still treated like unpaid servants or more commonly known as slaves. Yeah, it's an interesting debate. Like, if you if you want to get into um, discussion and theory and situations like that you probably look into towards looking at star trek where star trek deal with stuff like that they they've dealt with um do androids have rights do holograms have rights there was an episode where a hologram he released a a novel and he published it he published this novel and unfortunately like the novel had some sort of like it had some flaws i think I think he was like referencing the the crew in his novel and 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 the crew wasn't very happy so they were like you need to take this back people think we're monsters so he's like oh okay I'm going to I'm going to redraw my you know my release and ask everyone to give back their copies but then the the publisher who was publishing it said well technically you're not human so you don't have any rights you're just a hologram so sure. I can do what I want. Yeah. So then it had to go to like this big, massive um, court um, ruling, and then they decided like because he has a name, and he, he and he demonstrates that he can uh, give independent thought, then he can have the same rights as a human. Uh, so he was allowed to have his uh, novel uh, re- retrieved back and re-released again so th- there are, there are like there are co- there is content like that like uh because then what happens in the episode where there's like because there's this hologram wins this case then other holograms look at this and say well why don't i get independence so it's like it's this big thing We're like Uprising well yeah hologram. uh for someone who doesn't know anything about star trek uh what's a hologram in star so trek? it's 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 just photons they're just photons they're just it's like vr right but, but what what no i know but what does a hologram in star trek oh uh, so like, I know this, what this, hologram... this hologram is just uh, he was emergency medical is it is it like the ship's ca- is it like the ship yeah it's, it's just a, it's just it's just a computer it's just a computer it's just a it's, and it has okay. a database like you can program it to contain this particular hologram had the whole medical history of like the most famous doctors ever so it had all all of their knowledge medical journals and everything so then when it came to treat the patient he he they would know like what the best thing to do but you then you could program it to contain like anything like it'd be the best at sports or but then what happened, what happened was he expanded his program so then it allowed him to learn and uh 
become more human and that's always been a concept in Star Trek it starts with like um Spock you know like Spock is half human he's half Vulcan and half human and he aspires to be human and you got remember if you know Data Data was a, an android and he's inspired to be a human so they've, they've Star Trek is pretty much well known for dealing with concept concepts like that but yeah Star Wars it just treat him like trash. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, uh, The Mandalorian, good series, nice and sweet. I think. I think it's six episodes, very similar to Loki. There's a lot of uh, like gives you like the the background, what's going on, and then there's like there's an ex- exciting episode, like episode three, where they go on like a massive adventure and they start doing like heist stuff, and very similar to like Firefly yeah. as well. Um, yeah, so there's eight episodes per uh, is season. Eight? Sorry. So, yeah, eight in each. You know, well, that's still not, you know they're forty minutes, thirty three minutes. And you know, there's going to be like five or ten minutes of trailers, so that's not. You know, I could probably watch season one tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely recommend it. But um, yeah, I might think about it. I I unfortunately I have seen one scene which is a massive. Oh uh, yeah, well, you can't. Which is the you bit, can't avoid the, it. The bit the bit on the boat where um. Someone steps off of it, because that's in that's in that that's in that video essay. Oh, but um, that's that's not the spoiler yeah, so I was thinking just, of. Just on that, there there is that's good. Yeah, I know, but there's still a spoiler for the Mandalorian in that in that video essay. Even though I'm probably the last person to to watch the Mandalorian. Well, there's two seasons. Don't forget. So you got you're like I know, catching I know. up to it. And Michael Bean's in it from Terminator, so I was quite happy. The, the guy that plays Carl Reese. I totally know who he's that is. He's in Aliens. Don't watch Aliens. I've seen Terminators, but I'm not I Aliens. But yeah, pretty much wrap up of Loki. Definitely recommend it if you can watch it. If you've got a subscription to Disney Plus. Yeah. So Loki, uh, great TV show. Um, executed well. Uh, like we said, you know, not too many episodes. Um, it's left us wanting more, which means, uh, you know. Really looking forward to how it's gonna, um, how things are gonna show up in different films, um, or uh, in season two of uh, Loki, um, and you know the best thing was watching in episode three, the one where they are on the train, and just realizing how many British people there are in this film, and then when you realize that uh, the director, uh, she's British as well, and so many different characters and people working on the tv series were british so it must have felt like a real british invasion you know for the americans i can't i kind of feel sorry for them like they the amount of americans that m- might not have understood the slightly northern or the midlandish accent that sylvie had um i think might be quite funny um but i did quite enjoy that in um, in, the, in the whole thing so thank you for listening to this podcast Please feel free to leave a comment, a like, a review, or even subscribe or follow us in your podcast app. Goodbye.